Bye. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for join, joining us for um, Living in a Different Way podcast. Today, our guest includes Jamal Ashley um, and Barbara Ford. All right. So before we start with the questions, Jamal, um, I would like for you to describe yourself, um, who you are, what you do. Um, and then also let the listeners know that you all are here speaking on behalf of your mom, Julie Curry Reed, who has recently transitioned within the last several years. And she too had a son that passed away. So I also want you to talk about your mom as well too, like what she, who she was and what she did. All right. So Jamal. Okay. Well, first off, you know, again, my name is Jamal Ashley. Um, what I do is I work for AT&T in operations um, for about f- a little bit over five years now. Um, I am single, of course. Uh, my background is Christian. <laughs> Christian, of course. Um, and basically, I'm just here to talk about, you know, my mother who recently passed, um, transitioned last year. Um she was a very praying woman, you know, believe in prayer and family and just was straightforward. Okay. And what, what did she do for a living? Uh, well, of course, she worked for BSO for 30, 33 years. Wow. And she, yeah. she what, what type of work did she do with BSO? Was she into um, the law enforcement side? Or, or, or was she into the administrative side of, of BSO? In administrative and law, she was a job developer for ex-offenders, you know, to get them back into the community again, um, getting their lives going, getting them jobs, um, train them to, for interviews and how to present themselves to different employers. Okay. And I'm not sure if we clarified what BSO was. BSO is Broward Sheriff Office, um, which is um, part of Fort Lauderdale. Um, the county sheriff or police office for the Fort Lauderdale uh, Broward County area. All right. And then Ms. Barbara Ford, um, can you introduce yourself and tell us um, some information about you and your occupation and your experience and what you have done? My name is Barbara Ford. Um, I have my master's degree in business administration. I've um, was over Child Development Center for 19 years, 18 mm-hmm. years. Before that, I worked for a law firm in Tampa, and I was there for 18 years before I came, before I moved back to Miami. Um, okay. And moving back to South Florida, um, was that a move that you had to do, or was it something just life-changing? Oh, it was life-changing. Okay. And so in terms of life changing, um, it, is this South Florida your original home or is, is this somewhere else or, or was Central Florida, Tampa, your original home? No, South Florida is my original home. Okay. So you were home being close to family members. Yes. Okay. And so now how is Julie Curry Reed related to you? Julie is my baby sister. She's your baby sister. Uh-huh. 
All right. So Julie, um, who's no longer with us, she has two boys. So Jamal, you're their first son? Yes. Okay. And who was it or who is the, 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 the person that we're speaking about today, the child that was lost? What um, we, go ahead. Yeah. We're speaking about my brother, Lorenzo. Okay. Passed um, April 21st of 1997, uh, tragically to an accident, a car accident, hit by a car. Hit by a car. Um, yeah. Was he walking? Uh, he was actually trying to cross the street and the car swerved actually around him and it was a tractor that caught him in his back. And oh, it pumped. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, Ms. Barbara, were you here during that time when that accident, that tragic accident took place? Yes, I was here. Okay. And so Julie is your sister, your baby sister. Yes. Uh, so tell us about that time period. How did, how, how chaotic was it? Um, because of course, if, if Lorenzo was how old during that time period? He was 10. He was 10. So mm -hmm. he's crossing the street. Um, he's walking across the street. He has a bicycle. He was on his bicycle. He was on his bicycle crossing a street. And so the tractor, you said, Jamal, help me again. It swerved and hit him. It swerved and hit him and grabbed him on his back of the shirt and then knocked him off his bike and it punctured a hole. Yeah, so he bled internally. Okay. Um, and so Jamal, I know in speaking, you were on the scene. Barbara, were you on the scene when, when um, the paramedics and everybody was informed? No, Jamal called me and um, I immediately uh, went to the hospital where okay. they were. Okay. And Jamal, tell me how you, you, how you saw yourself in that moment. Like, what did you see? What did you know instantly? What did you, how did you even see your mom? How did you even cope? Because at this particular moment, if your if your brother is 10, how old were you at the time? Um, I was actually 16 years of age. I was 16 years old. Uh, prior to that, two years before the incident happened, I had a dream, a vision about it. Um, in this particular vision and dream, we were in a parking lot and that's when he got hit. So moving forward, then this is when it happened. You know, he left the house. The last time I saw him was he knocked on the room door, said, brother, I love you. And I said, I love you too, be careful. And in a matter of 10 minutes, the little young boy came and knocked on the door and said Lorenzo was hit. We went down to the scene, he was laying there. I already knew he was gone. Instantly. So you, you were you the first on the scene? Where was you, was your mom at the house as well too? Mother was at the house too. We both went down there. But when okay. I to see him laying on the ground, I already knew he was gone. But my mother, he followed the ambulance to the hospital, and that's when they told us that he had transitioned. He didn't transition. make right. And so. I know how tragic it is in, 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 in losing someone. Can you, can you please tell our listeners like the, the personality of Lorenzo? Like describe Lorenzo for me. Lorenzo was a character. He had an old soul. He had like old man. Mm -hmm. um, he had like old man. He was just funny. Lorenzo just had his own 
he just his own personality, own man, you know. I asked him one time, you know, very, very, he liked to save his money, but spend everybody else's money. <laughs> uh, I went to him one day, Renzo, let me get $20. He said, why? I said, because I need it. He said, okay, well, get out the room. Not knowing that I was already looking, he had a wad of money, $20 bills that he had underneath his mattress. Uh-huh. And told me I need to pay him back in interest, $25 back. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. All right. So Ms. Barbara, do you have anything to say about Lorenzo? Oh, uh, well, Lorenzo used to love the ladies. He loved giving hugs. Everybody in church that was in the and he was a social butterfly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a social butterfly. So when you say love giving hugs, like was it was it uh hugging or was it more like ooh, like it was more like ooh, affectionate hug to the pretty ladies. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um so, so so now you all have experienced. Um, the loss of Lorenzo. You're speaking on behalf of Julie um, in her absence. Um, tell me, what did you observe from her? What? How did you all? What you? What did you all see, or how did you all perceive her in accepting what had happened to Lorenzo? For me. Um, like I mentioned before, she was a praying woman, yeah, uh, a forgiving woman. Because when the incident happened, the young man stayed there. He came to the house, and he kept apologizing. Uh, my mother said it was an accident. You know, it was an accident. Um, she was, you know, coping with it. She went through counseling. She, you know, she had her moments. Of course, you know, she let the grieving process take its course. You know, you go through processes, different stages of grief. Um, I don't know how she was with my aunt when she talked to them, you know, with my aunt. But with me, for what I was there, she was trying to make sure it was I okay. I went to counseling and I was trying to make sure it was she okay. But for what I've seen, she was a strong woman. She was encouraging. She kept praying. She actually went to church the next day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So Barbara, what did you see from your sister? Of course, she was in shock. You right. know, we all were, but it was like, I don't know. It was different when I saw her because it was like, when I saw her at the hospital, it's like she couldn't sit down. She was looked like, you know, something was crawling all over her body. That's what it looked like to me because she couldn't sit down. She couldn't move. She kept touching her, her body and stuff. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, I stayed with her for a week to make sure she was, you know, kind of okay. I stayed at the house. Yeah. Uh For support. Yeah. All right. And Jamal, as a young young man, um, a young teenager during that time, uh, besides your Auntie Barbara, were there other support um, structures around or other support, other people to provide support? for the both of you all during this transition? Of course, uh, my, of course my aunts, uh, of course my cousins, her nieces, um, her other friends, um, Lorenzo's father, 
Um, it was, you know, she had a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Hood, friends, and, you know, call like family. They were always there to support. Okay. Um, and so let me, you all, you, you mentioned, and now I want to turn the story or turn everything into the strategies um, or the coping mechanisms that were used to move beyond um, the, the immediate transitioning of Lorenzo. Besides counseling and besides support, are there any other um, strategies that you all used in the healing process regarding Lorenzo, you know, such as, you know, celebrating birthdays or, you know, what did you do to honor him that helped you all move forward? Um, well, for me, I remember dates and I remember his birthday. I remember the incident. Um, for me, I know when his birthday come, I just, you know, I go out there to the cemetery, you know, at times. And that's how I really, you know, got over it. Not really got over it, but, you know, just cope with it. Um, as for my mother, she had to go have closure by herself. When the incident happened, she had to go out there and have closure. Um, and she never wanted this to happen to any other parent at all. But you have to go through the process. You just have to go through the stages. You have to let us run his course. You can go through counseling, but it's still going to be there. So, Ms. Barbara, what do you have anything to add um, in addition to what um, Jamal has already mentioned? Yeah, she opened up a foundation for Lorenza with bicycles. Okay. Yeah. So the foundation was based on bicycle safety? Yeah, bicycle safety. And she wanted to have a class where she taught safety to a certain age of children. Okay. You know, have someone to keep uh, bicycle safety. And the foundation was to give a child, uh, children, a bicycle every year in honor of Lorenzo. Okay. Uh huh. Say that again, Jamal. It's with the helmet as well. With the helmets to ensure that- Yeah, yeah, of course, with the helmets and stuff. Uh All right, is the foundation still active? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was just asking just in case the listeners, even if there's some people here in South Florida. Um, And when do you all normally give out the bicycles and the helmets for the kids? Uh, Every year in December. Every year, so it's like a Christmas giveaway. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, and what advice would you give besides, you know, telling the listeners or someone else who's going through that they, they have to go through the grieving process? Are, is there any other advice that you would give to someone else that may be going through the same thing? My advice is you just, it's not a, it's not a process. It's not a rushing process. Take all the time you need to grieve. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Make sure you speak, you know, speak to people. Let them know how you feel. Don't hold everything in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's going to take a lot to get through. You can't do it by yourself. And with a lot of prayer and support, you'll be able to get through this. Okay. And Miss Barbara? Yeah, and then also if you need to seek some kind of therapy or uh, journal, you know, you need to journal how you feel uh, and that helps with the process. 
Okay, all right. Um, and in terms of your healing, the family's healing, and everything that um, transpired around Lorenzo's death, and 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 how the family, you know, supported each other through the process. Do you all have any regrets regarding the way you all um, healed and and supported one another, and and the and the strategies that you all used? Um. I don't have any regrets because mm -hmm. I know our family is a tight knit family and we support each other a hundred percent. And without family, we wouldn't even made it at all. Okay. And Miss Barbara? No, no regrets. All right. And then last but not least, is there any other, um, any additional information um, that you would like for the listeners to know? regarding um, child loss or, or moving forward? I would suggest for the listeners to seek help, get counseling, mm -hmm. have that support system. And those who are listening, they don't quite understand how the stages go of grief. They, they try to push you away, but you still have to stay by the side because it takes a process. It takes a process, like you said, it takes a village, mm -hmm. but you those to support you and, and get help. Mm -hmm. Don't don't dwell on what happened. Just remember their life, their memory, yeah. um, you know, the times that you was blessed to carry them. Um, that's all I can say and just pray. And Miss Barbara? And remember to the, the, the hold the good memories to your heart because you're going to remember the good times that you had with him. Yeah. Like, like uh, Jamal was saying, he had an old soul. He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't no 10 year old. He acted like he was even older than 10. Yeah, he did. And he was funny. <laughs> he was really funny. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. And once again, for our listeners who are just turning, tuning in, um, we have with us Jamal Ashley and Barbara Ford, who's speaking on behalf of Jamal's mom, um, Julie Reed, Julie Curry Reed, who you recently transitioned within the last two years. It's been two years, yeah. um, tragi tragically, to um, COVID. She succumbed to um, um, the COVID virus. And so they're both speaking on behalf of her as um, losing a child. She lost her baby son. And so today, um, in closing out, um, if, if Lorenzo was still alive, how old would he be today? He would be 34. 34. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for joining me for this uh, particular feed. Um, I'll be discussing... Um, in a minute, some statistics regarding um, bicycle safety prior to the use of helmets and then bicycle safety once helmets became a requirement uh, for youth and adults. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank okay, you. thank you. According to the Center for Disease Control Statistics, nearly 1,000 bicyclists die and over 130,000 are injured in crashes that occur on roads in the US every year. The cost of bicycle injuries 
and deaths from crashes typically exceed $23 billion in the United States. These costs include spending on healthcare and lost work productivity, as well as estimated costs for lost quality of life and lives lost. Risk vary by age and sex. Adults ages 55 through 69 have the highest bicycle death rates. Adolescents, teens, and young adults have the highest rates of bicycle-related injuries treated in the emergency departments. People ages 10 to 24 account for nearly one-third of all bicycle-related injuries seen in the U.S. Male bicyclists have death rates six times higher and injury rates five times higher than females. Most bicyclist deaths occur in urban areas. About 64% of bicyclist deaths occur on sections of the roads away from intersections where higher speeds might occur and 27% occur at intersections. Last, about one third of crashes that result in a bicyclist death involve alcohol for the motor vehicle, driver, and or the bicyclist.